This is a show that brings to the forefront newsmakers, entertainers, and those making a difference in our lives and in our world. Each week is a new adventure with topics ranging from the most serious and cutting edge to the most lighthearted and entertaining. This is Taking Care of Business with Richard Solomon. Greetings, everyone. Richard Solomon, Taking Care of Business. This week, we're going to be talking nutrition with Laura Burak. And, uh, and she's got an incredible uh, amount of information. We're going to get right to it. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right. So the challenge of food. You know, we all have to eat. And yet, if we see the more popular diets, I kind of looked at your website, people felt enslaved to sort of like cardboard and <laughs> un- unpopular flavored you know, items. What's what? How can we overcome the challenge of not eating junk, being healthy, getting good nutrition, and maintaining our weight? How do we accomplish that? Well, I get back to basics. I when someone comes in my office, I try to have a clean slate with them. So they come in and tell me all the different diets and you know diet history that they've been. Um, suffering from for most of their lives because many people have been around the diet circuit over and over again and they find themselves in the same place no matter what they start doing because when you go on a diet, you have to go off a diet. It is extremely difficult to be on some kind of restrictive diet for the long term. So, you know, the word diet really means what you eat, but we associate it with everything weight loss centered and negative. So Deprivation. <laughs> yeah, deprivation. So, you know, that's really the key word with um, the main problem that everybody has and why it's so difficult for someone to stick to a diet is because they never feel fulfilled. They feel deprived all the time. They feel like if they make one mistake, um, it's all over, and they're instantly frustrated. So I try first to sort of start to change the way they think about food, change that diet mentality into just a way of life. And that takes time, and people want quick and easy and fast. So part of what I teach them is quick and easy, which is how to stock your house and make quick and easy meals and where to go food shopping and what brands to buy and you know, I give them shopping lists and we go over a food plan so that they know really quick and easy breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack ideas that they can grab and go. Or that, you know, my, a lot of um, my meals are are less than 10 minutes preparation. Some of them take less than five minutes. So people just don't have the time. They don't have the patience. And I am the same way. I'm a mom of two little kids. I'm running around like a crazy person. I totally get it. And that's the other part. I understand what everyone's going through because I'm a normal person too, and I've been through it as well. You feel our pain. (laughs) I feel your pain. And deprivation does not work for me, and it will definitely not work for you. So... Um, I first just try to change the way they think and teach them that food is actually fuel and it shouldn't act as a means of happiness or sadness or or occupying your time or eating out of boredness or um, because you're tired or, you know, because you're in a fight with somebody. I mean, we eat for every single emotion other than usually just actually being hungry and fueling ourselves and thinking about food as nourishing our bodies. So, you know, I teach people what food does for you, what food does for your brain and your organs and your skin and every single part of your body. And if you start to think of it a little differently, then you might think twice about what you put in your mouth. And you know, once I kind of teach them about basic nutrition and getting back to real food and you know, actually eating carbohydrates but balancing them out and including lean proteins and healthy fats and, you know, setting the record straight with all of this stuff because people still think they shouldn't be eating whole eggs and they think they shouldn't be eating fats. And, you know, it's actually quite the opposite because those those foods are very satiating or they provide that feeling of fullness and satisfaction. And if we don't eat foods that give us that feeling, we're just going to keep eating and eating mindlessly. And, you know, that leads to the vicious cycle that we're always in. So 
um, you know, first is really the teaching aspect of it and making them understand and setting the record straight. And then second is the fact that I am their supporter. I'm their accountability. I'm kind of like their Jerry Maguire of, uh, you know, diet coaches. And, again, my diet word means what you eat. It doesn't associate with negative weight loss and all that stuff. Um, So, you know, I'm kind of like their person. And we're in contact all the time because the real work is done between visits in my office. So that's why people text me. They email me. We keep in touch. I check on them. If they're in a certain situation in life, because those happen all day long, um, just reaching out to me can make all the difference. I can see, for example, how you're on a a decent path, but then you end up in, say, like, say you go to an out-of-town wedding. Yeah. So you're in a hotel, and you're going to be eating hotel food. And there'll be the hotel standard breakfast of, you know, all those things that they serve. And then there'll be the, the cocktail party and then the, the mm-hmm. meal. And, of course, you're presented with a lot of food that you wouldn't necessarily eat, but it's kind of like fun to eat and it's social and, you know, you don't really think about limiting your portions. And all of a sudden, you've derailed yourself from your objectives. And it's easy to see how... Over the course of like an out-of-town weekend, you know, between, you know, the airports and flying and mm-hmm. hotels or whatever, you can come back, you know, when they weigh your luggage <laughs> and then they weigh you, it's like, hey, you're both heavier. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, most of my clients have these events and, you know, dinners and work events and vacations all the time. So that's what I'm talking about, that life will always go on, and there's always holidays and birthdays and things that we need to just deal with, and that's why the accountability and checking in with me and planning the next couple days or the next week is what we need to do together. So um, in that situation, there's a couple things we would do. We would prepare for the events. So instead of flying on a plane or going to a hotel with absolutely nothing in your purse to eat, we pick a couple snacks that you're going to bring that are satisfying, like a pack of nuts or, you know, something quick and easy and portable that will satisfy you and keep you satisfied so that you're not just grabbing stuff and that you don't find yourself really hungry, which then, of course, you know, derails everything. Um, you know, so part of it is prepping a little, and it doesn't mean a lot of time. It's just grabbing a couple of things you already have in your house because I already told you to get them, and you like them because everything I tell people to eat tastes really good, and it's real food, and it's nutritious. Um, and, you know, we just deal with a situation when you're, you know, away or you're at a wedding. You act like it's any other place. You know, if there's a, something that's worth indulging in, you you have a mindful indulgence. You don't just completely because you're not deprived. You're you're eating regular food, so that you make the decision that cake looks amazing, and I'm going to have a couple bites and enjoy it instead of I'm deprived, so I'm going to binge eat everything in sight, which is usually what happens in those situations when you're on a diet. Um, so you know. I really rarely find people that are working with me consistently having these problems anymore. And let's say you eat a little too much at a meal or you have way too much dessert one weekend. It happens to everybody. You cannot, you know, set yourself up for perfection. So I tell people right away, there is no perfection in this. If you can, you know, be consistent with your healthy, clean eating 80% of the time, you allow for that other 20% to be the treats and the extras and all the things that, that are normal to have in your life. Um, we can't be one extreme or the other. It has to include delicious desserts and, um, you know, alcohol and all the things in life that make us happy. And if we, you know, are very mindful about it and know that we're doing it, then people surprise themselves and they don't overindulge. They have it and it satisfies them and they're done. And, you know, the thing to think about is that every new meal or new day is a completely new opportunity. So, you know, if you drank too much one night, you don't say, well, screw it. I'm going to just go off the rails tomorrow. My whole diet's ruined. 
because that's the mentality most of the time. You say, okay, it wasn't great, but, you know, one meal in one day means nothing. I'm going to get right back to it for the next meal so that it's not becoming this vicious cycle over and over again. I've read somewhere that when you eat, you know, nutritionally dense food, you're, Mm -hmm. you're less subject to cravings. And when you eat more junk, you just want to eat more junk. Yeah. So how does that work? And, 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 um, and how do you and how do you sort of curtail the thing where you have a little junk, or right. it doesn't you know it's sort of like well I'm only having you know you know just a little bit of crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Well, I mean it's totally true that that nutrient dense quality food is going to satisfy you much more than the sugary junk food that we can keep eating and eating. So there's a big difference. I mean the things that we tend to overdo are sweets because we are addicted to sugar 100%. Um, It has the same effect that drugs has on our brain. So once we eat a couple gummy bears, it can turn into 100 gummy bears. And then, (laughs) you know, the serotonin in in your brain is released and we keep wanting more and more. Plus, it's pure sugar. It's not nourishing our body at all. Our blood sugar goes up. We want to just keep eating more. So, you know, a little bit of that stuff can lead to a lot more of it if you're deprived of quality foods in your diet most of the time. So, you know, when you're actually eating well and you're not ever starving, um, which is another thing we work on, that um, you're, you should never be really, really hungry and you should never feel too full. You know, you should feel satisfied after meals, and real food will do that. So that's what I was talking about with including the higher fiber carbohydrates like fruits and whole grains um, and things like sweet potatoes and beans and lentils and then good lean proteins like chicken, turkey, fish, and eggs and nuts and seeds and the heart-healthy fats like the, you know, again, nuts and avocado and fatty fish and the good oils like olive and coconut oil, avocado oil. All those things will slow down your digestion, slow your blood sugar down so that you don't have these ups and downs that you will have immediately when you eat junk. So, you know, when you're, when you're eating pretty well, having a little bit of junk isn't going to set you off because you're mostly nourishing yourself properly. And, you know, you might see that when you do overdo it with junk after you've been eating so well, you almost have like a food hangover. You know, you have a sugar hangover, people tell me, um, because they're just not used to it. And it's, it's, it becomes almost like poisonous to our bodies when we're, you know, nourishing ourselves so well that we're... We, you know, are introducing things that we're not used to anymore. You know, it's funny. I remember somebody telling me they did some kind of like, you know, cleansing or juice fast or something like that. And then they somehow ate like a big hamburger and they said, I feel poisoned. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I, it's exactly what you're saying. So in, in the time that we have left in this segment, could you walk me through what would be a nutritious day of eating? So when you wake up, what should you kind of think about lunch? Sure. And dinner? What's, what's a good a good day as opposed to bagel and coffee, <laughs> right. uh, pizza. Well, that's another and, thing. And, you know, and a hot I don't dog. want people to think of good and bad foods and good and bad days because that's what we do. We categorize things. It's kind of like the all or nothing effect, you know, the one extreme or the other. You, know, you want to think about healthy. I know I keep using that word nourishing, but if you start to think of foods and what they're doing for you instead of against you, um, you're going to be much better off. So, You know, a healthy day to me would be waking up and immediately making a giant, you know, thermos or whatever kind of thing you have to hold water that is going to hold at least 20 ounces of, of liquid. Take a big squeeze of lemon and throw it in there and fill it up. And before you eat or drink anything, including your coffee, try to have a half a liter of water. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but it becomes a habit. And the good news is habits can be changed for the better. So one of my habits that I have consistently, no matter what mood I'm in or what day of the week it is, is starting with a ton of water. Um, I'm home in the morning with my kids. I know I'm going to be home for at least an hour, so I get my water in. And once I've had that, you know, half a liter or so, 
then I can start having breakfast and my coffee. Um, it just is a great metabolic booster. It gets you ready for the day, and it hydrates you, and we're all chronically dehydrated. So, you know, I really stress that. What, water, what, water, water. What is the – I only have like a, two minutes here but what, for this segment, but what is the time lag that you recommend between that half liter of water and the next, the next ingestion of any food or other liquid? Well, I mean, it could be right away. You okay. know, you can drink your water and just start eating breakfast, which is fine. You know, doesn't, you don't have to wait a while. It's just a way to, like, get some water in before anything um, because most – people drink coffee first, and that can actually mess with your insulin levels a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's something to think about. You want to drink a, a good amount of water first, and then you can go for the breakfast. And, you know, you want to eat something within an hour of waking up to jumpstart your metabolism. Breakfast really is, in my opinion, the most important meal of the day. Um, it gets you ready. It sets your mindset for you know, what you're going to be doing in the day, get your energy levels set, um, and you really need to eat the majority of your food during the day and the least at night, and we do the complete opposite. So taking you through a day quickly, um, I, I think a great thing to start with is maybe a smoothie where you're adding some kind of greens in there, fresh kale or spinach, and just throw a handful in with some frozen berries or some kind of fruit, um, some kind of milk, that, you know, you're able to tolerate and blend it up. You know, you can put some kind of probiotic powder in there if you have or some super greens, you know, nothing with any added sugar. Just, you know, they have so many of these great boosters now. And then I have some kind of carb that's crunchy, like a piece of Ezekiel toast or a waffle that's a whole grain waffle. And then I spread a little nut butter on it and maybe another sprinkle of like a hemp seed or a chia seed because these seeds provide a lot of great um, fats and proteins and omega-3s, those good heart-healthy fats. So then every three hours or so, you want to eat something, whether it's a meal or a snack. And, you know, it, everybody's different. It depends on your day. Um, but, you know, if you're going to the gym, you don't want to eat too much, but then you want to have enough food, with, you know, within a short amount of time after the gym. Um, and a lot of people tend to go to the gym in the morning. So, you know, the next thing would be a snack. And, again, you want to have a good combination of carbohydrates and proteins and fats. So, you know, maybe it would be like a pack of portion-controlled nuts um, with a fruit. So the nuts are your protein and the fruit is your carb. Let me, let me hold you right there. Yeah. We'll be right back. Richard Solomon. The website is L-A-U-R-A-B-U-R-A-K, nutrition.com. Keep it locked in. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Anastasia Zeltos from Athens, Greece, and we listen to Richard Solomon on our computers, and we love it. All right, Richard Solomon, welcome you back. My special guest is Laura Burak, and she is a expert and, and, and someone that you need in terms of nutrition, and she's here in Roslyn. So right, right, right in there, Antenna Avenue, and not too far from the new-to-be-open My Father's Place. So there you go. All right, so we were talking about constructing a day of healthy lifestyle ingestion of food. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's pick it up from where we left off. Okay. So I was talking about how you need to fuel yourself every three hours or so. Kind of think of yourself as a machine almost. You have to keep giving yourself fuel or your energy levels are going to die down, which is when we go for that second or third coffee, you know. Um, but, you know, I like to call that artificial energy. And, of course, I would never tell you not to drink coffee. I need it every day. It's so good. Um, but to keep having it all day long and not eating is kind of common with some people. So, you know, you want food as energy. You want real food that's nourishing. And, you know, lunch should be, you know, something all meals should really include some kind of vegetable. So, um Maybe it's a big salad with all kinds of veggies and some kind of protein, like grilled chicken or shrimp or fish. Um, if you're vegetarian, some tofu or edamame. Um, and maybe some beans in there also to give you a little good starch that, that's high in fiber. And, you know, then you want 
if it's a salad, you want to have some kind of fat in there. So if it's an avocado, some kind of avocado or a nice real dressing instead of any of that fat-free diet, sugar-free stuff, you want to try to cut that stuff out of your life because it only leads to people overeating and craving things worse later. So I, my motto is really to stick to the real stuff and use a little bit of the real thing. Um, and then again, the time that hits us the worst usually is at three, four o'clock when, you know, some moms are home with their kids from school and they're, you know, the kids are having a snack. You start eating your kids' food or, you know, the kids eat dinner early. So you start eating their dinner because you're so hungry or, you know, teenagers getting home from high school and they haven't eaten much during the day. So they're just rummaging through the cabinets or, you know, a businessman that gets home from work and, you know, they haven't eaten anything since, you know, the the donuts yeah, yeah. and coffee at the meeting because they were too busy and, you know, you don't feel hunger as much during the day when you're really busy and running around, which is actually when you need to eat. So all that hunger catches up to us later, which is why that 3, 4 o'clock snack is crucial. And, again, you want it to be something that's got some carbs and protein. Um, maybe it's a fruit with some peanut butter on it, like a banana and peanut butter, or maybe it's like a bunch of veggies while you're making dinner with, like, some hummus or guacamole or, you know, rolling up some turkey slices and dipping it in hummus. Um, you know, again, nuts and seeds are so great and easy. You can kind of just pick up a handful and have them, whether you're home or in the car. Um, what are the better nuts? All nuts are great. There's really not one nut that's so much better than the other. They all have different um, fat profiles. But, you know, one of the best ones, if I had to answer that, I'd say is walnuts, which is the one we don't like the most. Yes. Um, <laughs> almonds are great. You know, they're not significantly better than peanuts, but they're great. And, you know, pistachios are great. Really, any nut or seed that you like is going to give you a good... Um, balance of carbs, proteins, and fats, which is going to slow your blood sugar down. And one of the best things, again, is that they're portable. You don't need to refrigerate them. You can just have a nice little portion controlled amount, and they're very satisfying. Um, and then, you know, having a nice big snack and kind of almost like killing your appetite a little bit for dinner is what I, what I suggest because you don't want to go into dinner especially if you're going to a restaurant and it might be a later time, you don't want to go hungry because that is when you lose all control. Your blood sugar drops, you get really hungry, you eat the bread basket, it all falls apart because you're so hungry that you can't make any good decisions. Maybe you have a drink, which then sets you off to, you know, eat things you wouldn't normally eat also, and, you know, that that kind of free-for-all start. So you really want to protect yourself from dinner. Dinner should be our smallest meal of the day, and it's always our biggest meal. It's just the way that our society in this country is. Um, but, you know, I try to swap that for people. I try to tell you, if you go to bed a little bit hungry, it's a really good sign. And you're going to sleep better. You're going to wake up feeling lighter. Um, and that means that you ate enough during the day so that you weren't really hungry at night. And if you can start to achieve that, you'll see that your body will start, if you need to lose weight, if that's your goal, it will start to shed weight naturally. Um, so, you know, that's another thing we can talk about if you want. Is, oh, absolutely. You know, um, people want quick fixes. They want to lose 10 pounds in a week, and they want it now, and they want something that they can do that's going to do that. Well, the truth is there is no quick fix. You have to fix your mind first, and you have to learn, and you have to be patient, and you need support, and you have to ask for support, and that is when you will reach a point where it will become second nature, that this is how you eat now, and this is the way it is, and none of it's perfect, of course, but your weight will naturally shed to where you're healthy and comfortable over time, but we don't give it enough time. We're very impatient, and that's why, you know, one of the main reasons I think people give up so quickly, because they want instant gratification, and I think that goes with a lot of things in um, 
our life right now. Um, you know, with the iPhones and, you know, all the technology, we want it now. You know, I want to watch this show when back then we had to wait till it came on on Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Now you can have everything you want at the push of a button. And I think that's one reason it's making, you know, the obesity rate so much worse as time goes on is that people want things and they want it now. And if they don't get it now, they give up and then it it gets worse and worse. So, you know, I tell them to kind of let this be their last stop shop. Like, this is it. We're done. You know, all the time that they've wasted with all of these crazy diets and deprivation has put them in a worse off position. So let's just you know, do this the right way and be patient and deal with the ups and downs so that overall they're going to come out much better, but it just might take more time. And, you know, think about, you know, if a healthy weight loss for most people is one to two pounds a week, because that's really what it is. And of course, it's all relative, depends on your weight. But um, if you're losing too much weight too quickly, that means you're not eating enough and a lot of it's water weight and you will gain it back. Um, So, you know, you need to eat enough to lose weight. That's another thing. And, you know, it's very hard to change people's diet mentality that they've had over so many decades. But once they start to change that way they think, it's really amazing what kind of results they can get without the deprivation. You know, it's kind of like things click finally. Like, wow, I can actually eat and eat amazing, delicious, real food, and my weight is coming down without some, you know, pill or potion or whatever else they've tried in their lives. Obviously, insulin is a big factor because I've read over and over again that insulin is what makes us heavy, uh, the, the ups and downs of your insulin, insulin resistance is a major factor. Could you talk a little bit about that and help us explore that issue? Yeah. So, you know, again, the way I teach people to eat is to have a balance of carbs, proteins, and fats, which will create a slower insulin release, and it will keep your body more balanced over the day. And so well, the main problem, like I talked about before, is that, you know, there, we have a major sugar addiction um, in general, I think most of us, you know, have struggled with that. So what happens is the more and more processed, junky, sugary foods we eat, it taxes the pancreas so much, which is where insulin is, is produced, that your body just stops responding to it, which is what insulin resistance is. And this is type 2 diabetes I'm talking about, where your body just stops responding to insulin, so you have to keep giving yourself more and more to actually, you know, have your cells use that energy that you're eating. Um, So insulin helps take the energy from food and put it into your cells for use. But when, you know, when you become resistant to it, that's why, you know, your body's unable to use it correctly so your blood sugar stays higher than normal. And, you know, it's a vicious cycle because the more sugar you eat, the worse it gets. And, you know, then people eventually, if they don't deal with, you know, changing their lives, they become insulin dependent where, you know, you actually have to give yourself insulin because your body just completely stops making it. Um, So, you know, a a lot of people I see are kind of on the border of diabetes, which they call pre-diabetes now. And there's a test that's called hemoglobin A1C. So it's a percentage. They test it when they take your blood and it gives you an average over the past two to three months of how your blood sugar has been controlled. So a lot of people I'm seeing are kind of on that border of pre-diabetes, and that's what make, you know, sometimes drives them into my office initially because they're really scared that they're going to develop diabetes or their doctor told them, you know, if, you, if it keeps going up to, you know, above this percentage, you're going to have a problem. Um, So, you know, by teaching somebody how to actually eat real food, it can actually reverse that, you know, process of developing diabetes. We can bring their blood sugar levels down to steady throughout the day instead of the roller coaster of up and down, which happens when you skip meals and you eat too much, you know, refined 
carbohydrates, which is sugar, sugary things. Everything has added sugar these days. Um, and, you know, we can really, the great news is we really can begin to reverse it. And then they see that number a couple of months later start going down by the way that they're eating from what I'm teaching them of how to nourish their body instead of, you know, hurt it. And it's really amazing to see that, that that's changing your health in your body instead of, you know, always worrying about what do I look like and what's my weight. It's showing us that your body's actually getting healthier and this is a real number and this is actually going on. And that's very motivating and awesome. And, you know, of course when that's happening, your body on the outside is changing too probably. But, you know, I really think sugar addiction is the main problem in all of our lives and with our health right now. Well, you because, see that you see that yeah. at kids' parties, you know, when yeah. they have, like, you know, the cake and ice cream after they had the pizza. <laughs> and, exactly. And they, I mean, and they, kids are little sugar addicts. And they start um, running around and getting silly. Yeah. And, you know, well, you I mean, that. look what it does to you. Again, it's like drugs. It makes you act a little crazy. <laughs> um, and... It's a vicious cycle. You eat some sugar, you want more, more, more. Nothing will get satisfied because it's it, it's not doing anything good for you. So, yes, I mean, that's a whole other issue with the kids now. But, you know, food companies are in business to make money. And, and sell more food. Yeah, and and show food. kids, like, I want to buy that um, with all the colorful things on the box. And... <clears throat> Added sugar from processed, you know, in processed food is 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 killing people. Um, which I also teach people how to read labels and how to, you know, be a little bit of a detective and figure out what's actually in the food I'm eating. And you know, if it's a fruit or vegetable, you're safe because there's no ingredients in it. You know, it doesn't come in a package. But you know, if you're trying to figure out what cereal or cracker to buy look at the package and look at the ingredients. If you can't understand what's in it or if you see all of these ways that they disguise sugar, you know, whether it's like glucose or brown rice syrup or... Um, Corn sugar. <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on. There's a huge list of what, you know, basically all of them mean sugar, but they like to disguise them and make them seem healthier. And most people really don't know what they're looking for. So they're like, oh, that looks healthy. And they believe what's on the box and they buy it. And it could have a ton of added sugar. So there's, there's natural sugar and there's added sugar. So I really teach people how to figure out does, there, does what they're eating contain natural sugar, like fruit, or is there added sugar in it? Um, and again, if it doesn't come in a bag in a box, there's no added sugar in it. It's a real food. Um, but of course, we're going to have boxes of food and bags of food in our house and our lives. It's normal. But that's why I find brands that are super clean and use great ingredients and they're quality foods so that, you know, even though they were made in a factory somewhere, um, whether it's a big or small factory, we know what's in them and they're good ingredients and we can understand everything and there's very, very to little, you know, or none added sugar. Now, I noticed on your website, by the way, only a, a couple minutes here, but we'll keep going. Okay. In your website, L-A-U-R-A-B-U-R-A-K, nutrition.com, for those people out there, mm-hmm. um, you have some, some help, which is if you go to this place, you know, these are the better choices. Mm-hmm. Could you talk about that for a minute or so? Yeah, so on my website, which is lauraburacknutrition.com, I have a page that's called Elle's Choice, and it gives you a list of local restaurants. Um, They're all in Nassau County here, and I'm going to keep adding to the list, but basically all the restaurants that we tend to go to, popular places, I list what my choices are so that you can go to my website and look at, you know, let's say Bar Frites, which is in... The Wheatley Green, Plaza. Wheatley Plaza, yeah, in Greenbelt, and see what options on the menu are, you know, better options for your health. And, you know, it's going to keep growing, but it, it really helps people even when they're out. They go on their phones and they look, and, you know, my clients know about it, so they can look and see what 
the great choices are because we should be able to eat out anywhere and pick something better. There's always an option, and you learn how to modify, you learn how to ask for things differently, and any restaurant around here, in the, around the New York City area, will do anything you want. They're used to it, and I tell people not to be shy and ask, and you're still eating really delicious food. You're just making better choices, and that's what it's really all about, modifying, not depriving all right, so before we finish this segment, what are all your contact information? You know, what, what are the best ways to get you? Well, my, there's always my website, which we mentioned. Um, there's my email, laurawburak at gmail.com. And my Instagram is, is Get Naked Nutrition. My Facebook business page is Laura Burak Nutrition. And what am I missing? Um... And, yeah, if you go to my website, it has all my information. My office is in Roslyn. It's at 15 Bryant Avenue, right near Diane's Bakery, which is ironic, but, you know, (laughs) that's okay. It's a great location, central to all the towns in the area. Um, So contact me. You can Google me, too, Laura Burak, and you will see me listed everywhere. And on all of the platforms that we're on, we'll make sure there's a link to your website. Uh, in our show description for those out there who are listening we'll be right back we're flying through but uh, we appreciate Laura being here and we'll be right back for more hey this is Jeff Madsen of Dark Star Orchestra and you're listening to Richard Solomon on WCWP 88.1 FM welcome back Richard Solomon taking care of business Laura Burak who is a nutrition person from Roslyn. So all the people out there in Manhasset, Glencove, Glenhead, um, who would rather be on radio than television for apparent reasons, <laughs> you need to see her so you can kind of you know, bust out into a different media. All right, so one of the things I always like to ask people is, how did you, how did you get to where you are? So you know, obviously, you know, People just don't necessarily think about these as, you know, everybody wants to be sort of an astronaut or, <laughs> or right. something like that when they're little. Um, so, and, and especially, you know, when people are little, they're not really thinking about nutrition so much because it's just mm-hmm. not those things that are necessarily on the radar, you know. So, you right, know, right. You know, well, police, I mean, fire. I started you know. from like a pretty young age. Um, I don't know. I just became interested in cooking healthy meals for my family. Um, I became interested in health and fitness and, you know, getting in shape. Um, I think I just wanted to kind of take control of myself first, and then it turned into, you know, wanting to go to school for it. So, um, you know, people always ask me, like, were you thin your whole life? And, you know, the answer is not really. I mean, I struggle with my weight and my body just like everybody else, um, you know, which is why I probably got interested in it So at such an early age. You know, I, I took... I was like, I'm ready. I want to get in good shape. I want to eat well, and I want to look good. And, you know, no one's teaching me this, so I've got to figure it out myself. Um, and, you know, so I I started at Penn State. I knew that I wanted to go to a school that had a bachelor's program in nutrition. There's very few programs in the country that have them. So I entered college. I started in food studies and quickly went into nutrition. They were pretty similar. And, you know, I graduated with a bachelor's in nutrition, which is pretty rare because there's not many programs that have it. A lot of people have to go back to school after they graduate college and do a lot of undergrad classes to get to where I was already. Um, And then you apply for a dietetic internship your senior year of college, which is basically almost like a medical school matching program where you interview and you rank your, your programs that you want to go to. Um, they rank you, and then you have a matching day where online they tell you where you matched. And I matched to NYU, so right after college I moved to New York City, which I never left because I'm still basically here. And I went to New York University, I did my dietetic internship and my master's degree program there, and then I started working full-time. I worked for many different practices and hospitals. Um, I worked for Beth Israel for many years. I ended up in the ICUs doing tube feeding recommendations and, you know, really critical care stuff. So I've kind of seen it all in a clinical setting, um, which is really important, I think, for a dietitian to have um, 
get a really well-rounded background. Um, I worked for Joy Bauer Nutrition in private practice and two other practices. And then I worked for a hospital for special surgery. And I did a lot of writing and teaching at NYU. I was um, an adjunct professor and wrote um, a lot of food writing. And then when I moved out to the suburbs, I opened my own practice. Again, it's Laura Burak Nutrition, and I just want to kind of stress that I'm a registered dietitian. I'm licensed to practice nutrition. I have, you know, a degree. I passed an exam. I've done hundreds of hours that require you to then take the exam. So, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you want the help of a registered dietitian or, you know, or nutritionist, you want to find someone who's licensed. You want someone who is an RD or an RDN. Um, that means that they've had the, the background, the scientific background to be practicing because really anybody can call themselves a nutritionist or a health coach and it doesn't mean they have any education. So just look out for that because, um, you know, you want the, the right person helping you that knows all the science behind what they're telling you. Um, and that's kind of everything in a quick nutshell. Uh, so, because we're kind of in the lightning round part of the interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you have on your website, you know, from time to time we see food challenges. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the different, you know, things that you do that's associated with a food challenge? Yeah, so once a month I do something called a clean eating challenge. It's all virtual. So anybody out there can do it. Um, and basically, it's five days, Monday to Friday. It, it, you know, I send you a food plan, a shopping list, and directions so that you know how to start. And you basically have access to me for five days virtually. You know, I, I do a private Facebook group where I put everybody on it, and everyone's posting all their meals and snacks and ideas and inspi- inspirational, you know, things that they've thought up or questions or anything they have. And basically, we, we, we eat as a group for a week online and people get amazing recipe ideas they get quick easy meal ideas they see people transforming in a very short amount of time it's just like a really good jump start or kick start to your healthy eating so it's kind of what i do in my office but it's different because anyone from anywhere in the world can do it and it you know shows people how i teach nutrition and how they can start and um, you know, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, every time we do it, it's so amazing. And the groups just keep getting better and better. And, um, you know, I've been doing it now for about like two years and it just never fails to amaze me how much people can change from a short time. I mean, in terms of like just getting some ideas of how to start changing their lives, you know, whether it's like, I want to have less sugar this week and I want to continue that because the main point of it really is to continue eating this way. It's not just five days and you're done, you know, it's just giving you an idea of how to get started and putting, planting seeds in your head of, of what, you know, you need to work on. So I, I see from your website, you have a lot of different services. There are things involving uh, metabolic testing, mm-hmm. pediatric and adolescent nutrition, food allergies, that's a big one, mm-hmm. uh, pre-diabetes, diabetes and blood sugar management, which we kind of talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. hypertension, which we did not talk about, mm-hmm. cholesterol and triglyceride management, which we did not talk about but probably should, uh, very important GI disorders, celiac, Crohn's, colitis, IBS, big, mm-hmm. big, big stuff, thyroid disorders, that's also really big stuff, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, osteoporosis. Uh, let's, let's kind of try to go through some of that stuff. So in kind of a lightning round uh, thing, let's talk a little bit about hypertension because a lot of people have hypertension. A lot of people are on medication for that. Right. Well, hypertension just means high blood pressure. Um, you know, everybody's an individual. So when they come into my office, it's starting from scratch. It's figuring out this person's life and what we're going to do with their history and their lifestyle and how we're going to modify it for the better. So if we're talking about hypertension, you know, if someone comes to me and their blood pressure has been high and they're on blood pressure medications, you know, I look into their diet and what they're eating and what their lifestyle is like. 
Are they smoking? Are they sleeping enough? Do they have a history in their family? I mean, there's so much that I do that looks at the entire picture. Um, and that's kind of like a, I feel like a great way to end this because I know we're getting to the end. No, we have, um, we have nine minutes. Okay. We're good. We're, we're, so we're going to go through everything. Yeah. But, but so, fast. <laughs> you know, it's really, it's, it's really in, so individual and customized and depends on the person. So, you know, I take so much different information from all parts of their life on, on the first visit so that we can come up with a plan. And, um, you know, a lot of people think of, Hypertension is just like eating too much salt, but it can be a lot more complicated than that. Um, you know, one of the ways we help that with diet is cutting back on processed food. It's not usually the salt shaker that's the problem. It's all the processed, bagged, packaged, canned, you know, frozen, whatever it is kind of food that, you know, they're just using so much added salt in. So, you know, again, the way that I teach people to eat is going to be naturally lower in sodium because it's real food and, you know, we're not adding tons of salt and we're not using lots of packaged food. Um, so they, they'll see their blood pressure might start to come down as well in addition to their cholesterol and their weight and everything else. You know, that seems to all come together. You know, all, every organ in our body is related. So once you start you know, changing your lifestyle and eating better and moving more and drinking more water, um, sleeping more and all the things we, we, you know, touch on, then every single part of your body starts to improve. You start to see the labs improving. You start to see your sleep improving. You see the numbers on the scale coming down. Um, you might see your hair is shiny or your, or your face clears up. You know, that's, Food is related to every part of our body, and when we're eating the way that I teach you, um, all these things, whether they were high to begin with or normal, they do improve. Um, and, of course, doctors want all your labs to be optimal now, so the lower the better, of course, with everything. Well, I remember I interviewed a guy named Dr. Herbert Ossibel, and he was famous because his ancestors were the priests in the ancient temple in Jerusalem and they work with antimicrobial plants and he is a really brilliant guy I did the three three hours with him over uh, like a year because he talked all about medicine and health and you know he has a whole tradition in his family of health and healing and he was saying how you know the secret to a long life is to get your heartbeat down you mm -hmm. know to, to have it you know the fewest heartbeats per minute the better <laughs> you know because that really extended your life by a, well, right. a, a I mean, great magnitude is a muscle and the harder it has to work, you know, it's, it, I mean, you can think of it different ways. You know, you want to exercise so that you're exercising that muscle in a good way, but, you know, you know, the higher your blood pressure is, the harder organs have to work and it, it exhausts them, which is when all these other things start to happen. Um, so, you know, you want to eat as real and as cleanly as possible so that you're just helping everything out in your body. What, what are triglycerides and why are they bad for us and how do you control them? Well, triglycerides are is the fat circulating in your bloodstream. So um, three things make your triglycerides higher. That's sugar, alcohol, um, and... What's the third thing? Sugar, alcohol. Well, isn't alcohol kind of a sugar in a way? Well, yes, okay. it is. You know, I, I would consider alcohol a carbohydrate, which is then turned into sugar. Um, you know, so when I'm helping people, I, tr I tell them, well, let's, um, you know, let's just think of it as a carbohydrate. It's definitely still included in your life. But, um, you know, again, it's, you know, trying to have one or two glasses of wine instead of five. Um, okay, so you know, alcohol is a whole other thing, but it's fat, you know, and not the good kind of fat. Sugar and alcohol are the three things that will raise your triglycerides. And, and when you're overweight, they're usually higher. So as you lose weight, you know, they tend to, in, in the right way, they tend to come down. So, of course, you know, we want your triglycerides to be as low as possible to prevent, you know, atherosclerosis, which is when, you know, your arteries start to get clogged up. 
Now, isn't that the, 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 the scourge of the American diet, basically, that we're getting all plaqued up? Huh. Well, I mean... You know, pizza, hamburgers, hot dogs, you know, I mean, isn't that what's causing all the plaque in us, in a sense? I, I, fried think, foods. I mean, I honestly think it's more of just a poor diet in general, low in fiber, high in sugar. Um, again, I think sugar is the biggest enemy, to be honest. I don't think it's that we're overeating one food too much, like hamburgers. You know, I think it's just the added sugar in all of our food that's making all of our labs go up. Now, you probably see all kinds of labs. Over the years, are are we just being more challenged in society as the quality of the food out in the world just seems to be worsening? Yeah. Um, You know, I think that's a major problem. You know, we're getting fruit from the other side of the world. And by the time it reaches us, its nutrient, you know, its nutrients have decreased. Um, which is one one reason why I tell people it's okay to buy frozen fruits and vegetables. They're actually frozen at their peak of um, freshness. Um, but, yeah, I do think that the quality of food is a problem. We're really, you know, the, the dollar is what matters to most of these food companies. So whatever they can do cheaper you know, they're going to do, and that compromises the quality of the, you know, ingredients they use, which is one reason, again, I love all of these, like, small batch brands that I'm finding and these companies that are really paying attention to ingredients and where they're finding them and that they're using local farmers and um, organic farms that don't use pesticides and that, you know, are have, like, stricter... Um, farming operations. So, you know, knowing where your food's coming from is so important, and most of us have no idea. So, you know, that's why I love, like, farm-to-table restaurants, and there's companies out on Long Island, um, like Our Harvest, which, you know, will, you can pick up food from all the local, you know, North Fork farms. You can pick that up, like, any day of the week in so many locations. Um, and you know exactly where it's coming from and when it was picked and, you know, what the farming practices are. And you really can't say that about many foods that we eat, um, which is why people like to plant their own gardens now. They know exactly where it's coming from. But m- the majority of us have no clue. All right, and in the last minute, uh, tell me about thyroids. Uh, I know a lot of people on thyroid medicine. You see that uh, very common now. And it may, may not have been really on the radar decades ago. Yeah, um, a lot of people I see have thyroid disorders, which can mess with your metabolism, um, which, you know, is kind of cool that I have a machine that can actually test your metabolism. So, you know, we've found people that have thyroid disorders from seeing that their metabolism is really low in my office. So, you know, then I'll have them go to an endocrinologist and get checked, and they found out, oh, my God, I'm actually hypothyroid, which means their thyroid isn't working, you know, properly and they need to be put on a certain, um, you know, medication that will help regulate it. Um, so it is, you know, in the nutrition field, thyroid is linked to metabolism and sometimes weight, weight gain because, um, you know, things are just not working correctly in your body. Wow. We're almost out of time. So real fast, if you're out there at 15 Bryan Avenue in Roslyn, knock on the door and say, hey, Laura, I heard you on the radio and you were awesome. Uh, <laughs> but if not, and you can't knock on the door, could you give your email and your other contact information real fast? Yeah, sure. Um, it's lauraburaknutrition.com or Laura, L-A-U-R-A-W-B as in boy, U-R-A-K at gmail.com. All right. That's it for this week of Taking Care of Business. Thank you, Laura, for for spending some time with us, and hopefully we've improved the health of all of our listeners out there. Thank you. All right. I hope so. So we'll be right back next week. Thank you for listening. You can catch us on YouTube, iTunes, and all those great platforms. See you next week.